White will flank him, shifting from the outside. Third and long for New England. Deep drop, Brady, deep ball, looking for Gronkowski. He's got it! Touchdown, Patriots! Gronk is back! You are now listening to the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello and welcome to the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Andrew Claudio. Did you expect anything different? The New York Jets <laughs> fall 27-13 to the New England Patriots. One of the worst games that the Patriots have played, but yet still won by two touchdowns over the New York Jets. Uh, it was bananas that the Jets didn't cover backdoor. Bananas. That you they, really? They, I, I, had, I knew for no, a they, fact. They were, they were on like the five-yard line. And, like, oh, the, at the end of the game, Coast, yeah. Hurst dropped like three touchdowns. It was crazy. I thought that actually had the making of a goal line stand where the Jets can't score. I actually, I, and in that moment, I said, "There's this is how the game will end. The Jets yeah, will not score no here. The Pats will take over, and the Patriots cover." Uh, yeah. The voice you're hearing is our one and only, well, not one and only, but the one and only Jesse Finver. Um, our Jets writer Jesse Finver. Jesse, how was your Thanksgiving, buddy? Uh, quiet. You know, I'm I'm here in Mississippi. Oh, so you didn't come to, home. I didn't come home. Okay. No, I had to. I had to work. You know, okay. I got high school football playoffs. I was covering. And did you watch football on Thanksgiving? Did you have Thanksgiving? I off? did. I ha- I had the day of Thanksgiving off. Okay, which was, which was great. Your and favorite game some- of the day was what? Um. I went to bed around 9.30, so I can't say that I watched the whole uh, Saints-Falcons game because that was, like, the first day I actually, like, drank mm-hmm. a very long time. <laughs> so, I uh, – I, I mean, who played – it was the Cowboy – it was the, uh, the, the Lions The Lions versus- and the Bears, oh, my. Uh, the Cowboys played the R-Words, and the Saints played the Falcons. Yeah, I – having trouble remembering it. Maybe I drank more than I thought. There you go. Well, I will <laughs> but, say, okay. Before we... I watched both both of those games. And from what I can remember, uh, I, I remember being very happy that the Cowboys won because I'm pretty sure I bet on them. Okay. Uh, so. so there is one thing that I remember from Thanksgiving. Okay, there is one thing. And it's the only thing anybody should remember. It was during the Cowboys and the Redskins game. Okay. I was watching the game, and then, you know, commercials come on, so you go you go get something to eat, you go get food. Uh, I go, because I was at the hospital watching it. I, who Those who know what's going on with me personally, check my pinned tweet. Uh, I was at the hospital watching it with my family, and I then leave, like, I get up to go to the bathroom, because it's, like, down the hall. And I'm watching our TV, and I see, like, a... a African set and it's a bunch of animals and it's like what's going on and then I hear James Earl Jones's voice and then all of a <laughs> sudden it's like no way and it flashes from the director of the Jungle Book and it's oh my god oh my god it's coming oh my god it's coming and then he says we'll rise with you and you hear no <laughs> I don't think people realize how pumped we should be for this movie. Jesse, we're getting 
Can You Feel the Love Tonight, sung by Donald Glover and Beyonce. I know, dude. I I cried, and I'm not. This isn't hyperbole. I cried five or six times watching that trailer over and over again. It's impossible not to. If was, you grew I, up, and just was, if you were alive in 1994, you love that I was, movie. <laughs> I wasn't even alive in 1994, and I love that movie. Hell, I've seen that movie. I've seen it on Broadway. You know, the hyenas scared the shit out of me when I was six years old. All right, but I still loved it. And and you want to know how much, uh, how happy and excited I am. I called my parents and we were talking about something completely different. And then I was like, oh, by the way, did you see the Lion King trailer? And they're like, no. And they watched, <laughs> they watched it through. The, like, they watched it. And I was listening through the speakerphone and like, I started crying. Because like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, as soon as I was like, nah. Right? And like, it's an extra emotional because that song, like, I got Penn State. Like before every single Penn State football game, they play that, but it's wow. like a remix. I hear it, I like, hear Cespedes when I hear that. <laughs> so that's right? Cespedes' walk-up song. So yeah, and that, and that too. But for me, like I mean, it's Penn State Penn for State. you. It's Penn State. for It was you. Penn State okay. for me before it was Cespedes because he. I went to Penn State before Cespedes got to the Mets. Oh, anyway, fair enough. It, it, it was just, it was all the emotions, all the emotions. I am so excited for this movie. I and, and to all those people that are like. Oh yeah, like they're just. Oh, you mean they're just taking the original content that the people in 1994 did, and they don't have to pay them for it, and they're just using all their stuff. Same Shut studio. Up. What are you talking about? Don't have to pay them. It's Disney. It's the same studio. I know. Those people are. You know, stop being a Grinch and just enjoy the fact that we get to hear Donald Glover, like you said, and Beyonce sing. Can you? Can you? Like, I mean, oh, can you feel I can't even, Yeah. I can't. I can't even get it out. I am John so Oliver sad. as Zazu is perfect. There's one, and I get what they tried to do with the cast. Since it's an African movie set in Africa, they tried to culturally make the cast uh, fit what would be in Africa, which is why, yeah. like, James Earl Jones makes sense. I did wonder why Jeremy Irons couldn't just come back and play Scar, because that's also an iconic character. But she would tell FGF4 is somebody, although I've never seen him play a villain other than Doctor Strange, so going to then, like, one of the darkest and probably best villains in movie history and Scar, uh, I'm not even hyperbole here, Scar terrified me growing up. He killed Mufasa! Spoiler alert, he killed Mufasa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't wait. Last thing, last thing on this. Okay, I guess, go ahead, go go ahead. All right, I was going to say, like, Every time, everybody who watches Lion King for the first time, you're around five to eight years old, mm-hmm. and watching Mufasa die is heartbreaking. Yep. We're gonna have an entire new generation that's probably maybe they've seen the Lion King like animated, but like I bet a lot of people haven't seen the Lion King that young, right? And though the parents just won't show it to them, they'll be like, "Oh, look, this is a new Lion King that's coming out." There's gonna be a whole new generation of kids that are gonna have to relive and re-experience, like like experience. Not relive, but experience Mufasa dying for the first time. And in like it's gonna be heartbreaking, man. Last, it's gonna be heartbreaking for us. Last oh, trust me, I will I it is a te- going to be a tearjerker. Last thing before I move on to the Jets. And if you would rather hear us talk about another Jets loss to the Patriots where Josh McCown started, we apologize that we haven't gotten to it yet, but the Lion King just <laughs> is far more interesting. Last thing I want to ask you, all right. Of these four movies that come out next year, not which one are you looking forward to the most? Which one will domestically gross the most, okay? Avengers Infinity War Part 4, which apparently when you hear this today, you're also getting a trailer. 
The Lion King, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, or other like Aladdin or just any other movie that's coming out next year. I think it has to be Avengers, just because those movies have dominated. For so long. They've dominated and, worldwide, though. I'm saying domestically. I'm saying in America. There are people who don't care about superhero movies. I don't know a human. Like, I've seen the please like my tweet going around of Lion King actually isn't that good, guys. But universally, who, people who, love Lion King. Who says that? There have been. I've seen it retweeted into my timeline or quote tweeted with, can you believe this moron? Uh, guys, actually, Lion King isn't that good. And it's like, listen, no one likes you or your account. Kill yourself. Did they get ratioed? Like, how many favors yes. did this Ratioed, guy? quote tweeted. It's more of a, it's for attention. But I've seen it happen once or twice. I've seen that right, tweet so come up person, once or twice. The one person in America. But that's my point, is that, like, there will be people that don't care about the Avengers movie. There will be people that don't care about Star Wars. I don't know a human that isn't going to go see Lion King. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, all right, I mean, then... All right, you've sold me. Then it's the Lion King. Bro, I think Lion King's going to break records. Yeah. I really I mean, do think it's going to be the highest grossing domestic, the biggest opening weekend ever. Maybe have, it's going to pass Peele, Avatar. Right? You have, don't you have both Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele? You only have Keegan-Michael Key as one of the hyenas. You have Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner as Timon and Pumbaa. Donald Glover and be, just Beyonce alone is going to get hundreds of millions of people to the theater. Exactly. To listen to... To, to listen to them sing. Like, come on. You ready to talk about the Jets? I guess so. I guess so. All right, so the Jets lose. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our Lion King thought. It's our only happy moment of this show. Uh, the Jets lose to the Patriots 27-13. to 13. Um, Josh McCown threw 45 times. I can't get too upset because Crowell only averaged – well, like he averaged – why did Crowell? No, you, I guess I can, can get, get upset. I just yeah, realized Crowell only ran the ball should. six times. It's ridiculous. So Crowell, so here we go. Jeremy Bates in the play calling. Crowell only ran the ball six times for thirty yards. Um, Elijah McGuire only ran the ball six times. So the Jets only ran the ball fifteen times. So they were playing. I can't even say they were playing catch up because they were tied at halftime. Uh, Forty-five we, pass attempts for Josh McCown. Can we stop saying if Jeremy Bates is fired and start saying when? He's fired because there's no there's no justifying keeping him. There's none. Can you think? Can you think of one reason to keep Jeremy Bates as the offensive coordinator? None. And I'll take it even further, Jesse. Here was my thought watching the game on Sunday, uh, and I apologize. I didn't look at the. I, this is my first time looking at the box score. Like I watched the game, and then I had some some family stuff obviously come up Sunday night. But I, I my thought watching the game. Was and it's very dangerous, and I hope other Jet fans aren't also feeling this way. And the Jets need to realize they need to make a change with the entire front office, head coach, probably McCagney too, definitely Jeremy Bates, because the feeling I had was apathy. Like, I don't care. The Jets are going to lose this game. If they win, it just hurts their draft position. Sam Darnold isn't playing, and for some reason, Josh McCown is. Like, why wasn't Davis Webb starting on Saturday? You needed to know early last week that Sam Darnold wasn't playing, and if that's the case, start the other quarterback. There's no reason for Josh McCown to be starting football games in 2018. There yeah. just isn't. And when you then, like, Sam Darnold does not get to, like, running the ball. Okay, also, first play out of the out of the 
You'll love this. First play out of the bye week, Jesse. What was it by the Jets offense? It was, uh, it was a run right up the middle. Right up the middle for no gain. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, it took you two <laughs> weeks to come up with that, Jeremy Bates. Well done. Uh, I got to be honest. They, like, they showed some heart in the first half. Jamal Adams is the only positive. But I'll ask you this. Is there anybody on the current roster that played on Sunday other than Jamal Adams that you said, I look for, like, I want to see what this guy has for next year? Because I couldn't find a single one. Um, it's not that, I mean, we haven't heard Darren Lee's name a lot recently. Um, I still like him. I think that this defense is just kind of a little lost right now. And there are some really talented players on this defense, but like there's a, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain point where you, you get in a season when you're a losing team. Uh, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. Uh, you got to be feeling a certain sense of like it. Nothing is in your control. Yeah. Right. The defense can only do so much. And when you're out there on defense and you have zero faith in the offense to go and put up points, you play differently. You know, you play tighter. Uh, you make more mistakes because you're just worried all the time. Yeah, that's not just perfect. football. Yeah. That's that. That's in any. That's in like. Uh, that's in a lot of sports. You know. Where you know you know it like <laughs> it's it's like, the Grom you have it, you can't give up any runs because you know you're not going to get yeah. any support. Yeah, exactly. So I think that I mean there there are certain players that are kind of immune to that, like Jamal Adams, mm-hmm. um, and also it's kind of indicative of the position he plays because you have so much freedom running around at safety. Um, but even so, the guy plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's always going to show up. You know, sometimes it's the, the players need motivation and. I'm sure if you're Darren Lee or if you're even like, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to give Tremaine Johnson a pass, but like any of the players and you're just thinking like, it doesn't matter what I do here. Cause like, no matter what, like we're not going to score points, you know, uh, that's a major mental deficiency that the Jets defense has been playing with. Cause we know that this defense is talented. There are players in this team defense that can play. Well, at least in the secondary, like they're, like Avery Williamson did lead the team in tackles with the with eleven, but only three were solo tackles. The Jets had two players with seven solo tackles on on Sunday, and it was Jamal Adams and Daryl Roberts, a corner and a safety. I like Daryl Roberts too. He's I a do nice too. Luck. I will just say, like the second half, Belichick clearly came out and said, "Listen, we are not going to." Throw the ball lose. down their throats. Well, not lose, obviously. But we are now <laughs> going to switch to a plan of run the ball down their throats. And that's where Sony Michelle ran wild in the second half. Um, and, and it, they would have done that in the first half if he didn't get hurt, too. I mean, that's what the Patriots right. are these days. You know, they, you know, I think they know Brady well, isn't as good as he has been. He's not the MVP that he was last year. He's not playing that as, as well as he was. So, But they have James White and Sony Michelle that have been awesome. Well, even you know? they, they kind of started it last year with Deion Lewis, but Brady obviously won the MVP because, A, he's Tom Brady, and he just didn't turn the ball over. Now, this yeah. year, he's looked, and I said this, and I knew it was going to come back to bite me. I said this on Twitter on Sunday, that Brady's looked about average. He's looked below average. He was missing a couple throws. Uh, there were yeah. some plays at some throws to people's feet. There were some wide open throws that Brady usually makes. The very next two drives were touchdown drives. The one yeah. to Edelman and the one where it ended with the Sony Michelle touchdown. Um, the Patriots they won getting on their 200. Seat. Go ahead. 
they won on their C plus effort. Right, which yeah. is the worst part. Like you're getting uh, the Patriots C plus effort, and you're losing by two touchdowns, and you're giving up 250 yard, 215 yards on the ground. The word you used the word apathetic earlier, and that's a perfect way to describe this. Uh, <laughs> there's just no, like as a Jets fan, Jets Patriots is supposed to be the game. Like like those two games are like what you get up for, and I just didn't like with. This, it, if Sam Darnold was starting, the, like our feelings toward this game would be significantly different. We'd be talking about a lot of different things. But because he didn't play, we had to watch Josh McCown, like you mentioned, instead of maybe like a Davis Webb and see what that kid's got. Uh, it was just like like the same mentality as the defense. Why bother? Why, why, like we watched because we have a podcast and we write about this team and we tweet about this team. But, but for a regular old Jets fan, like – like, what's the incentive to watch that? And you know, I can't, we know everybody knows. And I can't say it enough, Jesse. And I didn't, I didn't do a show last week, and we didn't do a show during the bye. But why wasn't the Bills game the last game for Todd Bowles and Jeremy Bates and McCagnan if you wanted a clean house? And I don't want to hear that you don't want to disrupt Arnold or disrupt the midseason because look at what the Browns are doing right now at Baker Mayfield, and they fired his whole offensive staff and his head coach. Well, uh, three games. Fair ago. with that. Greg Williams is a, a a very experienced coach, but he's a defensive and, head coach. My point still, is, he still, he still has, he's still like being a head coach is more than just calling plays. It's being able to run a run an organization. But my you point know? is, there's no I, reason. I'm just playing a little devil's advocate. I get the devil's advocate, and if like if you no, there's wanted, no re- there's there no, no reason. Like, there's just no give reason. Me, You're doing more hurt than up. anything else. Joe Schmo off the street. I don't care. Honestly. Let me coach the team. I guarantee I can't do worse. I guarantee that if the Patriots have a fourth down or a third and long, I'll take the I'll decline the penalty and make them do fourth down instead of giving them another shot on yeah. third down, which was obviously going to end in a touchdown. Can we talk about those? There's two plays we need to talk about. There's that one, and then once again, Todd Bowles punting down two touchdowns <laughs> inside Patriots territory. Under five minutes. He had, I mean, he had no problem seven, allowing Josh McCown to throw 45 times. But there is where he gets conserved. No, we yeah. have to punt. It's a field position game. Yeah. Like, it's come ridiculous. On. So that was ridiculous. But once I, – I, I feel like a broken record. Again, we have another fireable offense committed by Todd Bowles. Except uh, what, it, he declined the penalty and – yeah, he declined. No, he accepted it. It he was ex- – it was fourth down, yeah. They forced fourth down. Patriots would have kicked the field goal. There's no way you win this game. Just give them the points. Give them the three points. You stopped them from scoring a touchdown. That's all you could ask for. But for some reason, he gives them another shot? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You got to get the Patriots off the field in that spot. And I'd, I'd give it to, like, okay, so Frank Reich, the Colts head coach, he's probably kicking himself for not for that going forward on fourth down in overtime because that tie would mean a lot right now in the standings if they were 6-4-1 and one and the Texans were 7-3-1 and because they'd only be a game back and they play him for the division next week. Yeah. I can understand that if you're a first-year head coach and you're gambling and you don't realize what you're up against. This is Todd Bowles' 
fifth year playing against Brady and Belichick. Excuse me, fourth year playing against Brady and Belichick. You know what that offense can do. You know what that head coach and that quarterback can do. You cannot give them an extra chance. You're also, like, alive for the past 20 years. You know that you can't give them ample opportunities yeah. to score. You can't give him an extra down. Are you, what if, are you moronic? What if, never, what if you've never watched Tom Brady play before? What it's, is your first day of school ever? Like, it's come ridiculous, on. Jesse. I don't understand why this this administration is still in place. And it can't. You can't tell me that it's going to hurt Darnold because he's not even playing right now. Speaking of Frank Reich, former Jets quarterback, um, can uh, was there any talk last offseason of firing Todd Bowles? Yes, but he saved his job because they were they were five and. Three at one no, point. No, no, no. This past off season, like not before last season, but like I'm oh, saying, like, the like after the five and eleven, yeah, in the off season. Like, did anybody ever like was that like a thing? Because I don't, like, I don't really remember it being one. Because I'm just thinking, like, like Frank Reich has been so great, and like I would just love to have the the Jets to have a coach like that, and it would have been a perfect. Thing. He's played for the Jets, you know. He's a he's a he's an offensive guy. They helped the Eagles win the Super Bowl last year. Like, oh, I agree, I, wholeheartedly just, agree. What I remember well, what from last what year. The conversation around Todd Bowles was that they were predicted to go 0-16. Everybody was saying they were going to get the number one pick, and that's how they were going to get Darnold. Uh, and they won five games, and they lost four games by one possession. Uh, that he convinced this like they were three and two at one point before they lost nine of their last eleven games. Uh, the, the the basically he earned. A, sp- a chance to come back uh, with a little more talent on this team. Now I don't get it. Um, yeah. But, like, I will say this. I did some some red zone scouting, like, as much as you can. Half-assed red zone scouting uh, for a new head coach. And postseason aside, I love what North Turner is doing with Cam Newton and with the Carolina offense. I... I get it. They're, they're, uh, uh, Jesse's got an X up. I get what the <laughs> hesitations are. But what he's doing with McCaffrey and Newton right now, could you imagine doing that with Le'Veon and Sam Darnold next year? Nope. Now you're nope. out all completely. Okay. That's nope. just, it's just Hell the no. first idea I, I saw. Want an old, I don't want some old white dude as my head coach. What? I so just you don't. want a young I want, white dude? <laughs> no. I, I, so he I, has to be black. <laughs> no, it, 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 just describing what he lo- like, who he is. Like, I was just, I was, that was a joke. I, I get you, but what if he, he's running a current old, style offense? I don't want some old guy. Is he? They run yes. the ball so much. They run the ball so much in Carolina, right? Because they have Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey on their team. But any, do you realize Cam Newton's never had this high a completion percentage? Yeah, he's playing great. Right, because he's in a system that limits turnovers, that doesn't let him be reckless with the ball. I, I yeah, think we can use that as our quarterback. I think that's pretty specific to what they're doing right now. And it's it, it's also about North. Like he's an old he's just this old guy. I want someone young, energetic that's gonna right. grow with Darnold. You know, like give me John D. Filippo. I don't know how old that guy is, but give me <laughs> give me him or give me give me somebody that is offensive minded, that is energetic and can just Get the boys going. So you, you know? want like, Sean McVay is what you're saying. Yeah. You want I Sean McVay. McVay. But not, not like the next but Sean you know, McVay. You want you know Sean McVay. Would, you know who I would take? Who? I would take John Harbaugh. Oh, John Harbaugh I'd take too. Uh, the guy take, won a Super Bowl a with Super Joe Bowl. Flacco. I, he, he may be a little <laughs> older. I don't care. He's won a Super Bowl. Give me that guy. No, but they, they're consistently winning. Although I've, i i got to be honest. I think he saved his job. Or at least if the Lamar Jackson train is going to happen, then I think he's going to stay. Um, 
I, I think that he's like uh, Albert Breer said today that he thinks John, uh, John Harbaugh is going to be the next head, Jets head coach. Really? Uh, I wouldn't yeah, hate he, that. I I'd heard the uh, illustrious Evan Roberts and Joe Beningo say they'd prefer Mike McCarthy if he gets fired. <laughs> I, I they need to watch Please, more Packers games. Anything, anything, but all right. I like all right. The thing about Mike McCarthy. He the view on Mike McCarthy is so 50-50, it's crazy. There are people that love Mike McCarthy, and then everybody else thinks that he is just absolute garbage. I fall into the absolute garbage category on Mark, Mike McCarthy. Uh, I think that they run a dinosaur offense uh, with no creativity, and it's all Aaron Rodgers just being the maverick that he is. Uh, I want. No, I don't care that he won a Super Bowl. That he didn't win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl, and, the, and a top five <laughs> defense won the Super Bowl. Okay. Mike McCarthy, I don't know why people love this guy so much. I don't know why they give him the credit when Rodgers does everything for them. But he doesn't – he's not the, the GM, is he? It, it, that's like Ted Ted who? I don't know. He's uh Packers. No, nah, he's, the, he's the head coach. He's not the, he's not the, he doesn't make uh, front office decisions. Okay. It's all Aaron Rodgers. I want absolutely nothing to do with him. And it's so classic that Beningo and Roberts – would want Mike McCarthy. Well, it's the same uh, same thing why they want Mike Tomlin, you know? What? I don't want Mike Tomlin. He's not leaving Pittsburgh, one. And if, two, he, if, they were, if he doesn't win at least a playoff game this year, I think they'd actually turn the page. Because the way the whole Le'Veon thing played out as well, Ben Roethlisberger might retire. It might just be time to turn a If Ben retires, everything. then they'll fire him. But as long as Ben's there, I think they'll keep so, him there. Again, that's my, my analysis of it was... I want to see who's running a successful offense. And I watched a decent amount of the Carolina-Seattle game, and I like what Carolina's doing. I think they have conformed to the times where you have a very good running back that can also be active out of the backfield. I don't see much of a difference. Like, look, if Graham Gano makes his field goal on Sunday, then the Panthers are 7-5. and five, And the yeah, only I mean, it time... it wasn't about winning or losing in my, in my mind watching North Turner. It's just... Guy makes the playoffs consistently. He's just not the type of guy that I want. I want. If there's a younger head coach like a Frank Reich out there, like a honestly first half Pat Shermer on Sunday, sure. But I, I gotta be honest, I don't, I don't see the candidate yet. So what about second half Pat Shermer? That's why. That's I think what we currently have. I heard a conspiracy theory about that game. Tank. Yeah, that they told uh, the the. The, the Maras or whoever uh, told the Gettleman that they had to sit uh, Saquon and Odell in the second half, basically, or yeah. just not target them. And they're they're tanking. I don't know what they're tanking Listen, for. I have no, no clue if that's no true. Quarterbacks in this draft. I have no clue if it's true, but if it is, it, it makes sense because I don't see how, based off that first half, that Saquon touches the ball five times. And- Saquon had me. Th- 28 and a half fantasy points in the first half. Yeah. And he got a total of 32 and a half. He got in 30. Well, in PPR, he got 31 and then yeah. 35 total. Um, Anyway, uh, let's move on to the Titan game. The Jets play the Titans on Sunday. I think this is a four o'clock game, right? Or is it also, I don't think the Jets have any hint of a primetime game. It's it's 305 for me. All right. So in, for, most Jet fans, for most Jet fans that aren't listening from Mississippi. <laughs> 
405 start, so you're going to be competing with whatever the national game is. So it's really just going to be on here in New York. Uh, the Titans are 5-6. and six. They need this game. Uh, they just suffered a rough loss. So they, it's a short week for them. They lost in Houston on Sunday night. Uh, they are a game out of the playoff spot behind Indianapolis. A three-way tie between Indianapolis and who else? Who else? Baltimore. That's Okay, so Baltimore. it's a two-way tie and Baltimore. Um, and then obviously Denver is hot right now. Uh the, so hot. I don't think that we can say the Bengals are in it anymore, nor the Dolphins. No, I think they're both headed toward ten losses well, now. They just put a uh, Dalton on the IR. Right. So they they probably will put eight on IR. That was that was next AJ week or Green. something if he doesn't gotcha. play this week. Uh, so the Titans need this one. Um, what do we know? Darnold status. Uh. It's all about if he practices tomorrow. That's the, my understanding from so, what I've been reading. So that's the most uh, recent thing. Okay. So today, so today for those listening, uh, if he practices on Wednesday, um, that'll be a big telltale sign of whether or not he'll play. If he can play, I think he should play. I said it last week. I thought that he was going to be able to play. And apparently his foot just isn't better after three weeks, and now we're heading on to a month. And hopefully he'll be able to play. Uh, this week against the Titans. I think it would be a good test for him on the road against ten- a good Tennessee Titans defense. Uh, Mike Vrabel's a good coach. Um, I like him a lot. I I think it will be a low-scoring game because I am not big on Marcus Mariota. Um, really? Yeah, I just – I don't know what it is. He just doesn't really do it for me. Is the stat still alive that he's never thrown an interception in the red zone? I think that's still a stat because it was true as of the playoffs last year because that's all they talked about during both of his playoff games. And he's only uh, got six interceptions this year. One of them could have come in the red zone. I'm not sure, to be honest. I haven't watched a lot of Titans games. Um, they're not necessarily on red zone a lot. Again, <laughs> well, other- when they are, he's not throwing interceptions, apparently. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> at the Titans' defense. Uh, against passing, they are a top-10 defense in every category. Passing yards total... Uh, excuse me. Yeah, passing yards total, passing yards a game, uh, yards a game, total yards per game. They've given up the sixth lowest points. Now, granted, it's a it's a skewed stat because they've played the Jaguars twice. Uh, they've like they they demolished the Patriots two weeks ago in a vengeance type of game. Uh, Jesse, this has twenty eight to three written all over it, or twenty eight ten. Like the Jets get a late touchdown, but the spread is uh, well, eight. If, do if, they cover? I, if Darnold plays, I think they'll cover. Um, but I don't think. I mean, otherwise, definitely not. You know, they gave up three hundred passing yards to Andrew Luck two weeks ago. Uh, Everybody's they, giving up three hundred passing yards to Andrew Luck. Right now. That's, that's true. I mean, they've given up back-to-back games, letting up at least thirty-four points. They okay. lost 30, 38 to ten to the to uh, Indianapolis. They lost 34-17 on Monday night. Both those games were on the road, and they'll be home, and they're a much better team at home the last time they played at home. They beat down the New England Patriots 34-10, and they lost by one to the Chargers because they decided to go for two. Ah, that one game. The London game, right? The London uh, was that, that the Yeah, London that was Vrabel in London. Cause, yeah, because I remember right. I was waking up to that fourth quarter. So, so, yeah, so that was their last home game before that. Uh, like that. Sorry, that wasn't their uh, the most recent home game besides the Patriots. Quote unquote. Yeah. So I mean, then they lost to Baltimore at home, uh, and they beat the Eagles in OT at home, and they beat the Titans at home, uh, the Texans at home too. 
So they're kind of on and off at home, I think. Uh, but of late, I mean, they've been playing really, really well. And I think that, I mean, I don't know if 28, I don't know if Mariota will put up 28 points. You sleep um, on him, man. Like, Mariota, whether he's running the ball or throwing if the Darnold, ball, they score points. McCown plays, if McCown plays, it may be like a 21 to 3 game. But I think if Darnold plays, it could be like 21 17. They'll still lose. Um, I see a pick six in this game, and I don't see how there isn't, to be honest. Oh, yeah. With, 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 without a doubt, it doesn't doesn't matter who's starting. <laughs> Someone yeah, will be throwing their a pick six. Their past events is just too good, you know? And it's it's very talented. Um all right. Wow, they got they shut had, out by Baltimore. Jeez. You know, I'm pretty sure they could have had Jamal Adams in that secondary too. Yeah. Thank they took you. Corey Davis. They took Corey Davis instead. What pick was Adams again? Adams was the sixth pick, and I'm pretty sure the Titans had the fifth pick and took Corey Davis. Okay. But we could have took Mahomes at six. Anyway. Um Yes. Of. Hindsight, I think I'm I'm not out on Donald. It's just hindsight. Um, yeah, but also Mahomes probably wouldn't be as good on the Jets because he wouldn't bro. have Andy, Andy <laughs> or Alex Smith or teaching him. Or, or Alex Smith, yeah, here Alex Smith. What he doesn't doesn't have is Tyree Kill or Sammy Watkins or, or Kareem, Kareem Hunt or Travis Kelsey. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that's what he doesn't have on the Jets. Uh, okay. I do not think the Jets will cover, regardless of who plays. I think uh, an eighty percent Darnold is what I want to see play. Like I just, I want to see him play. Like I'm, yeah. I do not need to. And for God's sakes, I do not need to see another Josh McCown start. This will not but happen. You know he will. Oh, you know, I know this know won't happen. But there's no reason Davis Webb shouldn't be getting first team reps this week. Let's see what yeah. happens. Worst case scenario, you have a quarterback that. The quote-unquote controversy where you now can trade Davis Webb for something. But no, now you're just going to throw your 40-year-old quarterback out there? Makes no sense. Uh, it just makes no sense. A lot of, I, is, again, su- Jesse, yeah, the, word of the, day, the, the word of the day is apathy because I really don't care if Josh McCown starts on Sunday. I'll watch because we do this show, and I'll watch because I'm a Jets fan, but you best believe they're getting the small TV. The the name of the, the the title of this episode should be We Are Apathetic and Confused. We are <laughs> probably something <laughs> smaller, but yes, that's <laughs> We are confused and we don't care. <laughs> ap- apathetic and confused. Well, I'm not confused. I'm pretty sure I know what's happening. They don't know what they're doing. But we're confused as to why they haven't fired them. There you go. Uh Jesse, you enjoy the rest of your week, sir. Um go watch oh yeah, we are we? Are we? Uh, have you, did you give your prediction? Your I official score? I just said. Well, I'll score. I said like twenty-eight-six. I think the Jets won't cover. I think this is going to be a blowout. All right. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with Darnold twenty-one-seventeen without twenty-one-three. Okay. Uh, with Darnold twenty-one twenty-eight-six without Darnold twenty-eight-six. Oh, jeez. I don't think the Jets can score points against this defense. I watched them go three quarters and four quarters and not score a touchdown against the Dolphins. Hey, you know what? It would be classic Jets for them to come out if Darnold's playing and just go off. Bro, watch them lose (laughs) 35-31. It would make— Let let us be here next Tuesday talking about the defense. (laughs) Like, why couldn't you stop Marcus Mariota? What the hell? (laughs) Uh, Okay, is there anything you have before before we wrap up? Um, no, uh, rest in peace to the creator of SpongeBob. I saw that. That was sad. Hillenberg Hill- um, or something, I, something like that. Pronunciation tonight. I have no clue to be honest. Um, 
And it's just a greasy spoon without him. And I will raise our spirits now. Enjoy the Avengers trailer, since when you're listening to it, it will have dropped to this episode. This uh, the trailer will have dropped. All right, I can't I'm wait. Excited too. There we go. Uh, this has been the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. If you dig the show, head on over to iTunes, give us a five star rating and a review. We'll be back next week, everybody. Hopefully, after a Jets loss, that's what we're rooting for at this point. Oh, I didn't do a tank update. The Jets currently are seated as the fourth pick in the draft, right? Yes. That's where we sit right now. All right, so let's go Giants. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Oakland. Oakland. Let's go San Francisco. Uh, We're rooting for some really bad – and Arizona. So we're rooting for some really bad teams to get one to two more wins the rest of the season. So uh, there you go. Now, the Jets – lose the tiebreaker with Jacksonville, right? Because or win the tiebreaker because Jacksonville beat yeah. them. Or because yeah. it's it goes to strength of schedule because it's a three team tie with the Giants. Let's I, I think they're ahead of the Giants. They're ahead of the uh they're tied they're ahead with, of, yeah I have it in front of me. They're tied with Jacksonville and the Giants at three and eight. And because it's a three way tie, it's strength of schedule and the Jets have the lowest strength of schedule, so they'd be the highest. So they yes. have the tiebreaker. Anyway um. Okay, so I I'm not gonna root for my team to lose, but let's go Oakland, let's go Arizona, let's go 49ers, and let's go Giants. And I the don't Jets, even need to root against Jacksonville. Here, here you anyway. go. The Jets have a seven percent chance at getting a top overall pick and a eighty percent chance at getting a top Man, five pick. They're only a game back. Yeah, <laughs> that's they're right. Only they're a only game, a game back. They're only a game back, and, and honestly, they have a. It's, they're scared. I mean, they have to play the Packers, the Titans, the Patriots again. They're gonna. I don't think they have to play the Dolphins again, but I it's bet they lose one game. I think they can win, and it's Buffalo. Uh, yeah, but with Josh Allen there, you know. Well, I, I, I more just think because it's in Buffalo. But again, there's one game the rest of the season. I think the Jets. They're gonna win, lose. They're gonna lose to the Titans, the Texans, the Packers, and the Patriots. So at most, they're gonna have four wins this season. Yeah, agreed. So, all right, guys, that was it for the Jet Stream. Uh, we'll see you next week, Jesse. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets.